Solomon became a strong king with God's help. He gathered all the leaders of Israel and went to the tabernacle of the Lord in Gibeon. He offered a thousand burnt offerings on the brazen altar, and God appeared to him that night, offering to grant him a wish. Solomon asked for wisdom and understanding to rule God's people, and God was pleased with his request. He also gave Solomon riches, wealth, and glory. Solomon then returned to Jerusalem and gathered chariots, horsemen, and treasures. He even bought horses from Egypt and Koa to sell to other kings. Solomon wanted to build a house for the Lord and his kingdom. He sent men to bear burdens and hew mountains and asked Hiram for help with materials and skilled workers. Hiram agreed and sent a skilled man named Hiram Abai. Solomon also provided provisions for the workers. Solomon counted all the foreign men in Israel and assigned them to work on the project. Solomon built the house of the Lord in Jerusalem on Mount Moriah, where the Lord appeared to David. He began building in the second month of his fourth year of reign. The house was 60 cubits long and 20 cubits wide, with a porch that was 20 cubits long and 120 cubits high, overlaid with pure gold. The greater house was covered in fine gold and had palm trees and chains. The house was also overlaid with precious stones and gold from Parvaim. Cherubim were engraved on the walls, and two cherubim were made of image work and overlaid with gold. The veil was made of blue, purple, crimson, and byssus with cherubim upon it. Two pillars were also made with a height of 35 cubits and named Jachin and Boaz. Solomon made a brass altar that was 20 cubits long, 20 cubits wide, and 10 cubits high. He also made a molten sea that was 10 cubits in diameter and 5 cubits high, with oxen engravings and a capacity of 3,000 measures. He made 10 basins for washing, 10 candlesticks, 10 tables, and 100 gold basins. Huram made the pots, shovels, and basins, as well as the two pillars, bowls, and capitals for the temple. Solomon made all the vessels for the house of God, including the golden altar, tables, candlesticks, and vessels for perfumes. The doors of the inner temple were graved and made of gold. All the work was finished in the house of the Lord. Solomon finished building the house of the Lord and brought in the sacred items that his father David had dedicated. He gathered the elders and leaders of Israel to bring the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem. They sacrificed many animals, and the Levites carried the Ark and the Tent of Meeting into the temple's inner sanctuary. The cherubim covered the Ark and its staves, and the priests sanctified themselves before entering the holy place. The singers and musicians praised and thanked the Lord, and the house was filled with a cloud of God's glory, so the priests could not stand to serve. Solomon built a house for God to dwell in forever and blessed the Lord for choosing Jerusalem and David to be over Israel. He prayed for God to hear the prayers of his people and forgive their sins and to maintain their cause in times of war and captivity. Solomon asked God to remember his love for David and not reject his anointed one. Solomon prayed and fire came down from heaven consuming the offerings and filling the temple with the glory of Jehovah. The people fell to the ground in worship and sacrificed many animals. Solomon dedicated the temple and held a feast for seven days. On the eighth day, they had a solemn assembly. 
Jehovah appeared to Solomon and promised to hear the prayers made in the temple and forgive the people's sins if they repented. However, if they turned away from Jehovah and worshipped other gods, the temple would be destroyed and become a byword among nations. After 20 years, Solomon built cities and had the Israelites live there. He captured Hamath Zobah and built Tadmor and other cities. He made non-Israelites pay tribute, but not Israelites. He had 250 officers and transferred his wife to a new house. He offered burnt offerings and appointed priests and Levites to their duties. He prepared all expenses for the house of the Lord. He went to Iziongeber and received gold from Ophor. Hearing of Solomon's renown, the Queen of Sheba visited him with difficult questions and lavish gifts. Impressed by his wisdom, wealth, and the grandeur of his house and the house of the Lord, she confirmed the rumors about Solomon and praised him, deeming him God's choice for Israel's king. She gifted him gold, spices, and rare stones, later asking for certain things which Solomon granted. She left satisfied, and Solomon continued to amass wealth through trade and tributes. He made golden targets, shields, and a unique ivory throne. He also had ships bringing exotic items from Tarshish. With unmatched wealth and wisdom, kings sought his company. Solomon had ample horses, chariots, and ruled over many regions. Jerusalem prospered with silver as common as stones. Solomon's deeds are recorded in prophetic works, and he reigned for forty years before his son, Rehoboam, succeeded him. Rehoboam became king in Shechem, but Jeroboam, who had fled to Egypt from Solomon, returned and spoke to Rehoboam and all of Israel. They asked Rehoboam to lighten the heavy yoke that his father had put on them. Rehoboam consulted with the old men who advised him to be kind to the people, but he ignored their counsel and listened to the advice of his young friends. He told the people that he would make their yoke even heavier than his father's. The people were angry and rebelled against Rehoboam, and Israel split from the house of David. Rehoboam gathered 180,000 warriors to fight against Israel and regain the kingdom, but God told him not to fight and to return home. Rehoboam then fortified cities in Judah and Benjamin and strengthened his kingdom with the help of priests and Levites who came to him from all over Israel. He had many wives and children and appointed his son Abijah as chief prince. He dispersed his children throughout the land and gave them provisions. When Rehoboam became king, he turned away from the Lord and led all of Israel to do the same. As a result, Shishak, the king of Egypt, attacked Jerusalem with a large army and took over the fortified cities of Judah. The prophet Shemaiah told Rehoboam and the leaders of Judah that they had forsaken the Lord and were being punished. They humbled themselves and the Lord showed mercy, but they became servants to Shishak. He took all the treasures from the house of the Lord and the king's house, including the gold shields made by Solomon. Rehoboam replaced them with bronze shields and strengthened himself in Jerusalem. He reigned for seventeen years, but did evil because he did not seek the Lord. The history of Rehoboam's reign is recorded in the writings of Shemaiah and Iddo. There were continual wars between Rehoboam and Jeroboam, and Abijah succeeded Rehoboam as king. Abiah ruled over Judah for three years during the reign of King Jeroboam. There was a war between Abijah and Jeroboam, 
with Abijah leading an army of 400,000 men and Jeroboam leading 800,000. Abijah reminded Jeroboam that the Lord God of Israel gave the kingdom to David and his sons forever, but Jeroboam rebelled against his Lord. Abijah's army relied on the Lord and defeated Jeroboam's army, killing 500,000 men. Abijah pursued Jeroboam and took cities from him. Jeroboam did not recover and died. Abijah became powerful, married 14 wives, and had 22 sons and 16 daughters. More about Abijah is written in the commentary of the prophet Iddo. Abijah died and was buried in the city of David. His son, Asa, became king and ruled for ten years. Asa did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and removed idols and high places from the land. He commanded the people to follow the law and observe the commandments. Asa built fortified cities and had a strong army. When the Ethiopian army came against them, Asa prayed to the Lord for help and the Lord gave them victory. They took spoils and destroyed many cities. They returned to Jerusalem with much wealth. Azariah, son of Oded, spoke to Asa and the people of Judah and Benjamin, saying that if they seek God, they will find him, but if they forsake him, he will forsake them. Israel had suffered because they did not have a God of truth, no priest teaching, and no law. But when they turned to the Lord in their distress, he was found by them. There was no peace and great discomfitures upon all the inhabitants of the lands. Asa took courage and removed the idols from the land, renewed the altar of the Lord, and gathered the people to sacrifice and seek God. They made a covenant to seek God with all their heart and soul, and anyone who did not seek him would be put to death. They rejoiced and swore to the Lord with all their heart, and the Lord gave them rest on all sides. Asa removed Maha from being queen because she made an idol, and he brought dedicated items to the house of God. There was no war until the 35th year of Asa's reign. Basha, king of Israel, built Ramah to prevent anyone from entering or leaving Judah. Asa, king of Judah, sent silver and gold to Ben-Hadad, king of Aram, to break his alliance with Basha. Ben-Hadad attacked Israel and Basha stopped building Ramah. Asa used the stones and wood from Ramah to build Geba and Mizpeh. Hanani the seer criticized Asa for relying on Ben-Hadad instead of God, and Asa imprisoned him and oppressed some of his people. Asa died after being diseased in his feet for two years and was buried in the city of David with a great burning. Jehoshaphat became king after his father Asa and strengthened Judah by stationing troops in fortified cities and putting garrisons in Ephraim. He followed the ways of David and trusted in God, not in idols. The Lord blessed him, and all of Judah brought him gifts. He removed high places and sacred groves and sent Levites to teach the law of the Lord throughout Judah. The surrounding kingdoms feared him and brought him presents. He built castles and cities and had a strong army. The commanders of thousands included Adna with 300,000 men, Jehohanan with 280,000, Amasiah with 200,000, Eliada with 200,000, and Jehozabad with 180,000. Jehoshaphat, a rich and powerful man, went to visit Ahab in Samaria. Ahab asked Jehoshaphat to join him in a war in Ramoth-Gilead, and Jehoshaphat agreed but asked to consult with a prophet of Jehovah. Ahab gathered 400 prophets who all said they should go to war and would win. 
Jehoshaphat asked if there was another prophet they could consult, and Ahab reluctantly called for Micaiah, who prophesied that they would lose the battle. Ahab was angry and had Micaiah imprisoned. Ahab disguised himself in battle, but was killed by a random arrow. King Jehoshaphat returned home to Jerusalem in peace. The prophet Jehu met him and warned him not to help the ungodly or those who hate the Lord. Despite this, Jehoshaphat did good by removing the groves and seeking God. He traveled throughout the land, bringing the people back to the Lord and appointing judges in every city. He reminded the judges to judge in the fear of the Lord and warned them not to take bribes. He also appointed Levites, priests, and heads of Israelite families to settle disputes. Amariah the chief priest and Zebediah the ruler of the house of Judah were appointed to oversee matters of the Lord and the king. Jehoshaphat encouraged them to be courageous and faithful and promised that the Lord would be with the good. The Moabites, Ammonites, and others came to fight against Jehoshaphat. He feared and sought the Lord, proclaiming a fast throughout Judah. They gathered to seek help from the Lord, and Jehoshaphat prayed, reminding God of his power and past deeds. The Spirit of the Lord came upon Jehaziel, who told them not to fear and that the battle belonged to God. They went out to face the enemy, singing and praising the Lord, and God caused the enemy to turn on each other. Judah plundered the spoils and returned to Jerusalem with joy. The fear of God was on all the kingdoms, and Jehoshaphat reigned for twenty-five years, walking in the way of Asa his father. He joined with Ahaziah to make ships, but a prophet warned him, and the ships were destroyed. Jehoshaphat died and was buried in the city of David. His son Jehoram became king, but he killed all his brothers and did evil in the sight of the Lord. Despite this, the Lord did not destroy the house of David because of his covenant with them. Edom and Libnah revolted against Judah during Jehoram's reign. Elijah prophesied against Jehoram, warning him of the Lord's punishment for his sins. The Philistines and Arabians attacked Judah and took everything, including Jehoram's sons and wives, leaving only his youngest son, Jehoahaz. Jehoram died from a sickness in his bowels, and he was not given a proper burial. Ahaziah became king of Jerusalem after his older brothers were killed by the Arabians. He was influenced by his mother Athaliah to do evil, and he joined Jehoram of Israel in a battle against Haziel of Syria. Ahaziah was wounded and went to visit Jehoram in Jezreel, where he was killed by Jehu, who was anointed by God to destroy the house of Ahab. Athaliah then killed all the remaining royal family members, but Joash, the son of Ahaziah, was hidden by Jehoshabeth and her husband Jehoiada the priest. Joash was kept hidden in the house of God for six years, while Athaliah reigned over the land. Jehoiada gathered leaders and Levites from all over Judah and made a covenant with them in the house of God. They agreed that the king's son would reign and divided themselves into three groups to guard the house of Jehovah. Only priests and Levites were allowed inside, and the Levites were to protect the king with their weapons. They anointed the son of the king as king, and Athaliah was killed. They destroyed the house of Baal and appointed priests to offer burnt offerings in the house of Jehovah. The king was brought to his throne, and the city was quieted. At age seven, Joash became king of Jerusalem, 
reigning for 40 years and leading a godly life under priest Jehoiada's guidance. He initiated temple repairs, funded by Israel's tax, collected reluctantly by the Levites. The money also acquired service utensils and supported regular burnt offerings. After Jehoiada's death, Judah's princes turned to idolatry, ignored prophets' warnings, and killed Zechariah, Jehoiada's son. Joash forgot Jehoiada's kindness, was besieged by Syria, assassinated by servants, and buried in David's city, not among the kings. Amaziah became king at 25 and ruled for 29 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, but not with a perfect heart. He killed his father's murderers, but spared their children, following the law of Moses. He gathered an army of 300,000 men and hired 100,000 from Israel, but a prophet warned him not to use them. Amaziah won a battle against the children of Seir, but later turned to their gods, angering the Lord. He challenged Joash, king of Israel, to battle but lost and was captured. Joash took gold, silver, and hostages from Jerusalem and broke down part of the city wall. Amaziah ruled for 15 more years but was eventually killed in a conspiracy and buried in the city of David. Isaiah became king of Judah at 16 years old and ruled for 52 years. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord and was successful in battle with the Philistines, Arabians, and Ammonites. He also built towers and cisterns and had a large army. However, his arrogance led to his downfall when he entered the temple and tried to burn incense, which was only allowed for priests. He was struck with leprosy and lived in isolation until his death. Isaiah wrote about his reign, Jotham succeeded him as king. Jotham was 25 when he became king and ruled for 16 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in God's eyes and didn't enter the temple. He built the upper gate of the temple and cities in Judah's hill country. He fought and defeated the king of Ammon, who gave him silver, wheat, and barley. Jotham became powerful because he followed God. His life and wars are recorded in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. Jotham died and was buried in the city of David. And his son Ahaz became king. Ahaz became king at 20 and ruled for 16 years in Jerusalem. He did not follow the Lord like his father David, but instead worshipped Baal and sacrificed in high places. He was defeated by the kings of Aram and Israel, and many were taken captive. A prophet named Odid urged the captors to release their brethren, and some men rose up to help. Ahaz sought help from the kings of Assyria, but it did not help him. He also stripped the house of the Lord and made altars to other gods. He died and was buried in Jerusalem, and his son Hezekiah became king. Hezekiah became king at 25 and ruled for 29 years in Jerusalem. He did what was right in the eyes of the Lord, like his father David. In his first year, he opened and repaired the doors of the Lord's house and gathered the priests and Levites to sanctify the temple. He commanded them to remove the filthiness from the holy place and make a covenant with the Lord to turn away his wrath. The Levites obeyed and cleansed the temple in eight days. Hezekiah then offered sacrifices and thank offerings with the congregation. They brought 70 bullocks, 100 rams, and 200 lambs for a burnt offering and sanctified 600 oxen and 3,000 sheep. The priests were too few, so the Levites helped them until the work was done. 
Hezekiah and the people rejoiced because God had prepared everything suddenly. Hezekiah invited all of Israel and Judah, as well as Ephraim and Manasseh, to come to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover. They couldn't celebrate it at the proper time because the priests weren't ready and the people weren't gathered. Hezekiah and the assembly decided to celebrate it in the second month instead. They sent messengers throughout Israel and Judah to invite everyone to come to Jerusalem. Hezekiah urged the people to turn back to God and not repeat the mistakes of their ancestors. Many people came to Jerusalem to celebrate the Passover, but some were not properly cleansed. Hezekiah prayed for them and God heard his prayer. The people celebrated for seven days and then decided to celebrate for another seven days. There was great joy and many offerings were made. The priests and Levites blessed the people and God heard their prayers. After celebrating, the Israelites destroyed idols, groves, high places, and altars throughout Judah, Benjamin, Ephraim, and Manasseh. Hezekiah appointed priests and Levites to their proper roles for offerings and singing at the gates of the Lord's camp. He also contributed from his own possessions for offerings and commanded the people to give to the priests and Levites. The people brought in abundance of offerings and tithes, which were stored in heaps. Hezekiah prepared chambers in the house of the Lord for the offerings and tithes, and appointed overseers. The priests and Levites faithfully gave provisions to their brethren and their families, according to their courses and genealogies. Hezekiah sought to serve the Lord with all his heart and prospered in all his endeavors. Sennacherib, the king of Assyria, attacked Judah and planned to take over the fortified cities. Hezekiah, the king of Judah, saw this and consulted with his leaders to stop the water supply outside the city. They also strengthened the walls and built up defenses. Sennacherib taunted Hezekiah and the people of Jerusalem, but they prayed to God and an angel came and defeated Sennacherib's army. Hezekiah became wealthy and built up the city. He also humbled himself before God and was spared from wrath. Hezekiah died and was honored and his son Manasseh became king. Manasseh became king at 12 years old and ruled for 55 years in Jerusalem. He did evil things like rebuilding altars for false gods and sacrificing his children. He even put an idol in the house of God. God warned him, but he didn't listen. Assyria captured him, but he prayed to God and was released. He then repented and removed the foreign gods from the city. Ammon, his son, became king after him and also did evil things. His servants killed him, and Josiah became king. Josiah became king at eight years old and reigned for 31 years in Jerusalem. He followed in the ways of his father David and sought after the God of David. In his twelfth year of reign, he purged Judah and Jerusalem of idols and altars to false gods. He repaired the temple and found the book of the law of the Lord. Upon hearing the words of the law, he humbled himself before God and made a covenant to follow his precepts. Josiah removed all abominations from Israel and caused the people to serve the Lord their God. Josiah celebrated the Passover in Jerusalem, instructing the priests and Levites to serve in the temple and prepare for the feast according to the instructions of David and Solomon. He provided animals for the Passover offerings and distributed them to the people. The service was carried out according to the king's commandment. 
and it was the greatest Passover held in Israel since the days of Samuel. Afterward, Josiah went to fight against Necho, king of Egypt, but was wounded and died. All Judah and Jerusalem mourned for him, and his good deeds were recorded in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. Jehoahaz became king after his father Josiah died, but was quickly deposed by the king of Egypt. His brother Eliakim was made king and renamed Jehoiakim. Nebuchadnezzar, the king of the Chaldeans, later captured Jehoiakim and took him to Babylon. Jehoiakim and Zedekiah also became kings, but they too did evil in the eyes of the Lord. The people of Judah and Jerusalem committed many abominations and polluted the house of Jehovah. God sent messengers to warn them, but they were ignored. As a result, the Chaldeans attacked and destroyed Jerusalem, taking all the treasures and vessels of the house of God to Babylon. The people were taken as servants until the reign of the kingdom of Persia. After 70 years, Cyrus, king of Persia, was stirred up by the Lord to allow the people to return to Jerusalem and rebuild the house of God.